Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits from the Car. This is Brian. And Andrew, and thank you to Mitch Fairchild for our intro song as always. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. We will play the. We need to play the full version of that song again. It's been a while, so we'll uh, we'll we'll throw that in here in an episode coming up pretty soon. Um, but we've uh, we've got another installment into the history series. We're we've been talking a little bit about this, just you know, off the air, just kind of going on about all the changes in barbecue and the growth in barbecue. And one of the things that we don't want to happen is we don't want to see these classic joints get forgotten. And not not that we think that's necessarily at risk of happening, but. Those classic joints are important to a lot of people, including us, for a lot of reasons, and we want to make sure we kind of spotlight those. And we and we don't want, and I don't greedy for us or whatever, but we don't want the classic joints to change. I mean, I, I don't want to go walk in to Kreitz Market and have, you know, Wagyu beef that's seasoned with Szechuan peppercorn and, you know, sides that are, I can't even pronounce. I, I don't want that at a place like Kreitz. I want the Kreitz experience. Right. Yeah, we we want we want to have that throwback experience, you know, where it's the same as it's been for generations and and we want those places to stay the same and we think that they those places deserve to be recognized for the traditions that they have because I mean, the modern barbecue movement and and the explosion of barbecue while we love it and, and celebrate it, a, a lot of it does owe its roots to these classic joints that these meat markets and and all the different things that you know, you've read and heard about at this point, you know, the, the immigrants, the Czech and German immigrants, the humble cuts of meat. And that's what it's still, there's, there's still barbecue that should be those humble cuts of meats, inexpensively priced, served the same way they've been served for a hundred years. And I, and I, I think that has to, and should remain. Right. So as we were talking about this and kicking around this idea for this episode, um, one of the things that we, we want to highlight and we're going to do in this episode is talk about what are these classic joints and we're not you know we're not going to list and name every single one because there are so many throughout texas some that get more press than others some we've not even heard of you know in the small town where you grew up i'm sure there's probably a classic joint that you know that that may not be known let's let's get into these a little bit let's talk about some of these joints and what are our criteria for for you know for listing these places one thing that we wanted to make sure is that there was some history and some time that went into these joints that we're going to talk about so one of the things we said it was how old should the joint be that to be listed as one of the p- places we consider a classic they barbecue should be joint. at least as old as i am at least as old as brian which <laughs> by the way folks brian is now 50 years old that's insane <laughs> he has somehow made it to 50 yeah. we're still trying to figure out how this happened but but he since he's made it that's that's going to be our cutoff so uh, it, it, a joint has to have been open no later, no more recent than 1968, um, which is not recent, but... Uh, no more recent than that is what you said. Uh, no, no, no more recent, recent than Brian. Yes. So everything on this list, our, our classic joints that we're talking about today, was were opened no later than 1968. Some were opened much, much longer ago than that, but... Uh, Let's talk about it. Let's go through you know, one of the places in Houston, which is you know kind of our stomping grounds, uh, Pizzatola's. Now, Pizzatola's, uh, Jerry Pizzatola bought it from the Davis family. Um, original opening is 1935. 
1935. They are they've got the old brick pits in the building. They are grandfathered in. It's very hard to get a brick pit in a modern barbecue joint these days, if not impossible, because of uh, fire marshal regulations and health department stuff and all sorts of stuff. But the old brick pits that are in Pizzatola's are still there. It's a, it's a great stop to go in there. You know, they do they do a classic salt and pepper uh, spare rib or, that they're very very well known for, um, and it's it's just one of those places that Houston unfortunately doesn't have a ton of barbecue history that's still standing. I mean, the stories of Matt Garner, uh, who who was one of the pioneers of Houston barbecue many many years ago, and 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 folks like that, they're not there anymore. Those buildings are gone or have been torn down or are no longer barbecue joints. You know, Houston is a it's a concrete city, it's an industrial city, and so. They're constantly tearing things down to build new things. Next up, um, I mean, we're going in absolutely no order. Just you know, so hang on. We're going in the order in which we wrote these down on a piece of paper. So don't don't try to. You can dot these on a map if you want, but it's not going to be a straight line. That's for sure. Um, Next up is Patillos, a little bit east of Houston in Beaumont. Yeah, uh, Patillos, which you've probably seen and heard. They've been on some TV shows. Um, There's been a lot written about Patillos. To my knowledge, it is the oldest black-owned joint in Texas, um, opened in 1912, and it's been owned by the same family, the Patillo family, since its inception in 1912. Um, it is now owned by Robert Patillo, and it, uh, it, it's it been a couple of different locations in, in the Beaumont area, and, but it's been in its current form, in its current location, since 1950. And get, uh, you know, the specialty there is um, the garlic bombs, what they call garlic bombs, which is a, a beef sausage that is very very heavy on the grease and the garlic yep and it's you know, it's it's served loose in the casing it's not meant to be like a you know like a central texas style sausage where you're gonna have a snappy casing and this and that it is not meant to be eaten in the casing you, you normally <laughs> Just don't try don't try don't we try. don't recommend it um it's it's a lot of people will either eat it out of the casing or even scoop it out of the casing onto a piece of white bread and, and you could eat it just like that but uh but yes it's the, the beaumont area in east texas is known for beef links juicy links garlic bombs uh, there, there's a few different names that they reference but patillos does them as classic as as anybody um and it's it's been around for again since 1912 and it's current building since 1950 a lot of history uh same family owns it um and you know robert patillo still works there last time i was in there i saw him in there you know he uh he was doing inventory and a couple other things so it's you know it's one of those stops where you know, you're gonna see some history there because it's got the same family um, next up on our list is a place that Brian and I were just at recently. Um, we, we took a, and we can kind of go into this a little bit because there's a couple of joints on this list we're talking about that were on this barbecue run we took. Um, we did a barbecue run through the Highway 90 corridor, which is, I don't know if that's the official name, but that's what we call it anyway. Um, we, we hit a bunch of stops along Highway 90, you know, kind of west of, west of Columbus, not as far to San Antonio, kind of in that western pocket of off of I-10. Um, and first stop we made that day was Schulenburg City Market. Um, Schulenburg is a huge sausage producer. They do wholesale sausage. And how much sausage do they make a week, Brian? And so um, on the record for doing 10,000 pounds of sausage a week. Yeah, it, it's insane. They, they do a huge amount of sausage and hot dogs and uh, they, they sell them wholesale. It's not, right. not all directly out of the business. Correct. It's a small place. Correct. I, the majority of their business is wholesale, but they, they do sell it out of the out of the market as well. And on Saturdays, they do fresh hot barbecues uh, also. Yeah, um, like the tradition of meat markets, which was you know the hot barbecue on Saturdays, which is so cool to go and, and get fresh 
barbecue right out of the pits and they've got some brick pits out in the back that are pretty neat pretty yeah neat little pits there too yeah it's a cool it's a cool building it's uh the, they opened the building in oh they opened the business in 1944 and they moved to the current building since 1961 it's a really fun stop you know the the meat markets unfortunately there aren't as many of them around as there used to be um but Schulenberg is still one of the fun ones to go to. We enjoy going there, and it's it's a good stop. You can get there early in the morning. I think they open at seven or eight in the morning. They open really early, um, and you can get a sausage, you know, a car, or a couple of different links. You know, they've got the old small town prices. Nothing breaks the bank there. Yeah, what's great about these places? A lot of these places, sausages are around two fifty or less. Um, yeah, really, really affordable. Um, if if you really want brisket, you can get brisket. It's it's very inexpensive, but. Um, really, the specialty to a lot of these places is generally um, sausage, pork steak, pork ribs, um, done in that corridor especially. Right, yeah. Brian and I went to five or six places on this barbecue tour a couple of weeks ago, and it was the first time we've ever done this, and we didn't realize it until our last stop. Out of all six stops, we had not one single bite of brisket and not one single bite of a pork rib the entire day. And it was enjoyable. And it was completely yeah, it enjoyable. Was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we had a really good time. We ate a lot of pork steak. We ate a lot of sausage. You know, we had some turkey at one stop, and you know, we, we had a really good time. And it's just it shows that there is more to Texas barbecue than brisket. Obviously, you know, we we've said that for a while, but this trip really reinforced that we had classic old school barbecue, and we didn't have to have brisket, and we had a really good time doing it. Um, which brings us to our next place, which I believe may have been our second stop on that tour. <laughs> Yeah, Novasad's, Novasad's Meat Market in Hallettsville. Yep, in Hallettsville, which is off of Highway 90. Uh, Novasad's opened in 1959, and it, it's got a little bit of history that we, we weren't aware of until we were kind of doing some research for this episode. Um, Jerry Novasad, who started the business, um, his first meat market that he started was in Taylor, Texas. You know, obviously Taylor is very well known for barbecue and Louis Miller and, of course, all that. Um, but Jerry sold the business to the McKeska family, which if you're not familiar with the McKeska family, you should be because they're, they've got deep roots in barbecue. Um, the McKeskas have opened barbecue joints all over Texas over generations at this point. And, you know, and Tim McKeska kind of uh, heads up the sausage operations for McKeska now. And they, they provide sausage to a lot of barbecue Jerry joints. Jerry and Mike, I think. Right. The, the brothers now, yeah. There's more. Um, next up is one of the oldest barbecue joints in Texas, depending on how you factor that in. And as mentioned, there's other ways. There's more than one way to factor it in. But 1890, Prousey Market. Yep, Prousey Market and LaGrange uh, are open the original location in 1890 and have and moved into the building they're in now in 1953. And it's been owned by the Prousey family the entire time, which is kind of amazing to think about. Um, and, and there's some news on their front that's kind of been there for a while. The Prousey family, uh, it looks like this may be the last generation of Prouseys that will be owning Prousey Market, which is, you know... And you said Prousey about 20 times, and I've said it once, and so we hope we're pronouncing it, it We right. are pronouncing it right. I confirmed okay. it before we okay. recorded, actually. <laughs> yes. Or if we're pronouncing it wrong, I blame the article we read that literally tells you how to pronounce it. Okay, excellent. Um, so, so, yes, it is Prousey. Um, P-R-A-U-S-E, but pronounced Prousey. Um, they they are a functioning meat market and butchery shop, but they also serve barbecue. They, again, they've got some great old brick pits in the back. Um, you've probably seen, I know Robert Lerma has posted photos yeah, from there. Mick Wyatt McSpadden has Mick too. Mick Wyatt believe, has yeah. as well. Yeah, there have been some great photos taken in that pit room back there. 
just one of those old brick pits where the you know, it's kind of the bricks are kind of separating from the firebox, and it's just it's a really cool place to go and see. And again, we don't know how much longer it's going to be around in its current form, with the with the Prousey family potentially selling. You know, it's uh, it's one of those it, you know it's one of those vanishing things of Texas that if somebody else purchases it, it it's probably not going to have that same tradition. And um, it, it's something you definitely want to go see while you can. Right, and get and some sausage. Really cool. and yeah, it's, it's a really cool stop to go to. Um, what's next up on our list, Brian? Um, while we're in meat markets in small towns, Giddings. Giddings Meat Market has been around since 1941. Yeah, Giddings, um, which if, if you've taken the Houston to Snows trip, you've driven through Giddings. It's about, you know, and the Giddings Meat Market is literally where you turn off to go to Snows, you know, to go to Lexington. From Houston. And, and there's a Snows tie to Giddings Meat Market. Yeah, Tootsie Tominets worked at Giddings Meat Market in the past. Yeah, uh, Giddings Meat Market's been around, again, since 1941. Um, uh, your classic meat market style, making their own sausage. And it's it's just got a lot of history. It's a cool little stop. And let's let's continue on the city market meat market trail. Um, Gonzalez Food Market. Gonzalez, the city that holds the famous "Come and Take It" cannon. Right. Um, also, right on the town square has a place called Gonzalez Food Market, which is one of those very classic joints again. Yep. Opened in 1958, so this is a 60 year old barbecue stop. Um, they do an all beef sausage that they're pretty well known for. Uh, they also do they do some different cuts. They have lamb ribs on the menu. Um, you know, I mean, pork spare ribs. They've got uh, brisket as well. And and it's again one of those just little cool town squares. You can see the courthouse in the town square. And we we love going to these little towns because a lot of them you can tell were all designed similarly to each other and they've got this same format where the courthouse is kind of the centerpiece yeah. and the little shops and and markets were built around them. And so it's really cool. It's kind of great, a... great to go on a on a holiday weekend or or when the town has a little festival. That whole block just comes alive, and it's really cool to go see. Yeah, it, it's fun if you if you're just looking to see some. This is what Texas was built on. It's really cool to go to those little towns and see the courthouses and the markets and everything that that's still there in in some way, shape, or form. Um, and and of course, probably the most well known of the of the meat markets, I would say. Um, is uh, City Market in Luling, Texas. You know that it's on, it's still on the Texas Monthly list. You know it's one of the few. As a lot of these have kind of, I, I won't say been passed by, but the, the, they're not as prominent anymore on the on the national level. They or, don't have lines like, uh, like right. I mean, like City Market in Luling still has a really solid line if you go right at the right time. And and luckily they're open late. Um, I didn't even know how they're open. I think until like nine o'clock, eight or nine o'clock at night most nights so there's a lot of opportunity to get in there um, and they're open on sunday yeah and it's a great stop if you've never been in there it's a it's like a, a functioning grocery market and then you go into the back room where the smokehouse is cash only back ca- there ca- at yep. the meat counter yep. yep cash only at the meat counter there's, there's a gentleman standing there by the register a couple of guys pulling things off the pits they slice it up right there, right in front of you. You're lucky you see Joe Capello yep. in his hard hat. That's yep. right. Yeah, he had, and Joe's been there, I believe, since the early '70s, uh, somewhere around '70, 70, '71. Um, but it's it's one of those great stops. We've talked about the sausage on this show before. There, it's it's a great sausage. They do really good ribs. It, it's a fun stop. We we love going in there. Um, it's a it's a really cool experience for the consumer. Just to be able to see everything, and of course the the classic Luling Market sauce. It's uh, 
it's kind of a mixture of like mustard with a little bit of flavor of like a thousand island dressing. It's it, it's a very what? unique. It, what are you saying? I, a thousand island it's dressing. It's weird. But Is it's, it like McDonald's Big Mac no, barbecue sauce? No, but it's a good sauce. <laughs> It's a good now sauce. Now we have an idea. Let's do McDonald's Big Mac barbecue sauce. No, but it, it's it is. It's a really unique sauce. It's unique to them. And you, it is unique. Yes. And, and, and it's not a bad sauce. No, no, no. And it, and it's great to go in there. You you know you, you get some crackers or some white bread and some sausage and just kind of take a little dip with the sauce. It's it's a good experience. We like going there. And you know you 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 did mention you said it's one of the more famous ones, but. Um, we kind of missed over this a little bit because it, it's gone through some different name changes and for different reasons. Um, so we have to kind of put an asterisk on this one because there's there's two locations. There's Smitty's and there's Kreitz in Lockhart. And Smitty's is actually in the original location that Kreitz Market was. Uh, it, Smitty's is named after Edgar Schmidt who purchased the, the place in 1948. So, you but know, but the building's been a functioning market and barbecue since 1900. Yep. And so when you think about it, you know, it, it like I said, there's an asterisk because Kreitz Market was built in 1999, and that is what retains the original name uh, of this place. So, it, like I said, it's kind of a toss-up, but if you have to go to only one, it, Smitty's is the original. It's the original building. You get, you enter If you enter in from the Highway 183 side, it's it's that famous picture that you've seen of the of the brick pits right there walking in the fire is actually literally on the floor there's no guardrail around it um the wood piles out back yeah, i mean it's it's, it's, it's so epically th classic. there is nothing like that smitty's experience i i, I love going there it, it's and you know really good sausage everything's cooked on on the brick pits and you can see everything as they're pulling it off it's it's a great experience. I mean, obviously, one of the great things about Lockhart is you can go to all of the Lockhart joints in a fairly short amount of time, again without breaking the bank in either. So, you know, by all means, have a day at and Lockhart, right. and, see the and courthouse. Kreitz, and, and Kreitz is a good visit. It's just, and and the way they built it, it's almost like a word of a new classic might be a good way to describe it. I mean, it's got those similar pit design, except for it's in a pit room that is quote-unquote only 19 years old. Uh, right, yeah. It was uh, opened in 1999, so it doesn't have the history, of course, that the Smitty's building has. But it's, it's still... a cool place. Uh, yeah, it, it's still... I mean, Lockhart as a town is just a great spot to and go to. you just to. might catch Roy Perez back there cutting meat. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, we're in, 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 if we're in Lockhart, um, you know, we might as well talk about Blacks as well, since they're, they're in Lockhart as well. Yep. Owned by the same family since 1932, I believe. They were one of the first to do beef ribs. There's a debate over who was the yes, first actually, and this and brisket, that. They, they, yeah. they, they uh, believe some of the stories said that they were the first to serve brisket yeah. in Texas. Um, I wasn't around. Couldn't <laughs> tell you. Right. And what's cool is if you go around the side of the, of the building, you can see a lot of the old signs that yes, used to be up on the building. Signs, yeah, yeah. It, it's really neat to kind of go around. Just walking around Lockhart's a fun experience. You could, it's a lot of history in that town. All right. Let's keep it on the famous places, I guess, and let's go to Elgin. All right, uh, yeah, let's go to Elgin. We we're actually fairly close to there while we're driving right now. Um, Southside Market, which is one of the more well-known places, you've probably heard of it. Um, it is, and again, you you can go, you can go about this any way you want. It's known and credited as the oldest continuously working barbecue joint in Texas. Original Southside Market was opened in downtown Elgin in 1886. Um, now, the building there and now, obviously, is a much newer building if you've driven by it yeah. or have been into it. It was opened in 1992. I believe it was a bank formerly. Um, really nice building. 
doesn't quite have the the charm of some of the the older meat markets, but they certainly have the sausage. Right, and, and, you know, and the the Bracewell family—that's the current owners of of Southside Market. They have owned the building or they have owned the business for 50 years now, uh, since 1968. And Brian Bracewell now owns and operates the the business. And you know, great, great sausage. Um, they're all beef sausages. One of our favorites. And the sausage slammers. Oh, uh, I love those. Oh yes, the yeah. sausage slammers. If you're not familiar with those, are um, it is a pan sausage wrapped around um, a jalapeno and cheddar, cheddar cheese and bacon. Yep. Bacon. It is really good. Um, we we highly recommend it. Uh, Southside's a great stop. Um, Elgin's a really cool city to just kind of drive around in too. You know, we, um, and Myers Smokehouse in Elgin as well. Yeah, what's what's a good barbecue city without like a barbecue rivalry? And so <laughs> Myers is the other half of the of the sausage rivalry in Elgin Hot Guts. Right, right. Myers has been in the sausage making business since 1949, if I remember yes, right. 1949. Yeah, 1949. They started producing and, and doing wholesale sausage. Now, the business itself wasn't open as a barbecue restaurant or establishment until 1998, so obviously that's much more recent, but their sausage has been around for generations at this point. Um, so that's another good stop to go in and get another one of those classic, you know, sausages. Um, another town that we can spend some time in, um, Taylor, Texas. And half. And half. <laughs> yes, We've spent a lot of time in Taylor, Texas yeah. over the years, and we'll probably spend more time in the future. Um, of course... We all know Louis Miller. How you know if you're listening to the show and you don't know Louis Miller, I'd be very surprised. Louis Miller. We, we've had Wayne on the show. We've had John on the show. We've been fortunate to, to speak with both of those gentlemen. Um, opened in 1946 and in their current building since 1959. Uh, Louis Miller is one of the classic places to go into. The smoke on the walls, the brick pits, the, the whole experience of Louis Miller. Just, I mean, you know, and again, it's been said a million times, so Cathedral of Smoke, it really, you walk in through that screen door, there's no air conditioning in the main building. Um, you walk in there, you can see the pits in the background. You know, it, it there's just in the wall of business cards. I mean, I can close my eyes and just see it very, very clearly. It is one of the most memorable places. Um, a little different than the Lockhart joints in that in that the fire's not you don't walk right up to the pits they're behind the counter but safer that way anyway um, but definitely an experience unlike any other right yeah it's 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 a great experience louis miller's a classic it's something every barbecue fan in texas should have gone to at least once if not multiple times like we have um, also in taylor is taylor cafe another really unique experience and, and great piece of history and living history in the yeah, person that I, owns it. I really, you know, I, I, I really try to get people out to Taylor Cafe as much as I can for, for a number of reasons. And, you know, it's not going to be, and, you know, let's not, let's not cut corners here. I mean, a lot of these places are not on the top 50. Um, and that's why we almost think there should be a top 50 classic joint list or even a top 20 classic joint list, which is kind of what we're, we're running through. But um, Taylor Cafe is very special in a number of ways, and primarily it's, it's Vince Mayer's World War II veteran, still hanging tough, still coming to yep. work. Yep. Vince um, opened the place in 1948 and has been the owner of Taylor Cafe since 1948. And, you know, I've, I've seen him several times when I go there. A very personable gentleman. Um, staff has been around there forever, it feels like, because it's the same people every time I go. Right. Lots of regulars. Um, it's got the horseshoe-shaped counter that 
uh, predates uh, desegregation. You know, it's, it's also some kind of not so pretty history, but it takes you back there. Right. You know, and you can, and you really, and it is, it's it's a divey barbecue joint, you know, with the Yeah, with it's almost beers. as much fun to just go in there and have a beer, even it if is, you don't eat is. the barbecue. Or get, some, get the sausage, get, and yes. the turkey sausage is one of the things that Right, and that, that's what I would definitely recommend. Get a couple of links of sausage while you're in there and a beer, and just hang out and just kind of absorb the place, because it's a really cool place to just spend an hour in, you know, and, and just you know, sit, sit back with a cold one, that, that classic, you know, no frill sausage, you know, it's a straightforward. And the recipe's online, yeah. actually. So yeah, there, there's Vinsel's they, Beer Joint Sausage. Just Google that. You can find it. It's not It's not even a secret. Yeah. And so, and let's preface this. We, we, we should have said this at the outset, but we'll say it now. We have been to the overwhelming majority of joints that we are discussing. Um, there are a couple that we have not been to, admittedly, and we would like to go to. We, we need to make a point to go to, I think. Um, one of those that we have not been to yet is Davila's in Seguin, Texas. Um, Davila's, or if you're not familiar with Seguin, it's um, a little bit east of San Antonio. We almost drove right past uh, it on yeah. our way, way home today. Yeah, yeah, we did. And Davila's has been open and owned by the same family since 1959. Um, they, they make a lot of sausage. They sell wholesale, I believe, um, a lot of sausage as well. Um, and it's, it, again, another one of those classic joints has been has almost 60 years under its belt. Uh, doesn't get, again, as much of the press as some of these other places get, but uh, but another place that that has some history to it, and that if you're in the Seguin area, you know, and if you're looking for some barbecue, it's, uh, make it a point to, to make to make that one of your stops. While we're out that way, let's see, um, we've already hit kind of the Gonzales area. I think yeah. the next closest place might be Salt Lake. The Salt Lake in, in, in Driftwood, Texas, um, opened in 1967. Um, owned by the same family the whole time. The, the the original owners, the mother and father of the business, have passed away, and it, it is owned by simply you know, the, the their children now or child. Um, and, and it's one of the most iconic pictures in barbecue. That huge open pit. And inside the dining room, they have the barbecue pits, and these are not smokers that are inside the dining room. So my understanding is they use smokers to to cook the meat almost to finish and then they finish them on these um, grills right the, the flame the charcoals there the heats there sausage is hanging from a, a little rack above it I mean it it's probably one of the most iconic pictures of barbecue in Texas absolutely it's a it's a show-stopping thing to see and you know and it's a great little visit you know salt, the salt lake has not changed in its in, you know in, in its history it's serving the classic style that's been serving pretty much since its inception by by all accounts. Potato salad that doesn't have mayonnaise and doesn't need to be refrigerated because the recipe was developed before refrigeration. Right. I mean, they and they've kept true to that tradition all along. Right. So you know, that obviously that was that that's one of the more known of the classics. You know, most people when they come into Texas, you know, it's changing a little now with social media latches onto the newer famous places but salt lake the salt lake is still one of the most famous places known outside of texas and they have multiple locations and they've replicated the the grills at the other locations but but honestly if you're gonna go to salt lake go to the original location right i think, I think that's really what what you should do if you're going to get out to a salt lake right one, one other place that we have not been to that that we did include on this list and it's another one of those great drives through Texas is, is going out west, um, going out west, going to Llano um, and Inman's, 
Edmonds Barbecue Kitchen and Bakery. Um, Edmonds has been open since 1967. Um, they are famous for their turkey sausage. Um, again, been around for 50 years, or a little over 50 years now. Um, and while you're out in Lano, that brings us to Cooper's. Um, Cooper's... Well, Mason, you, not Lano, you, Mason. You, you, Mason. You can go not back and Mason. forth on not which not Cooper's Mason. you want to go to. The Mason one was has been open the longest. Um, uh, Lan- Much smaller than the Lano uh, Right, the Lano one's more the showstopper with the brick pits. And, and like I said, just being out in Lano itself is kind of, is kind of a cool little spot to go to. And they're, they're unique in a way um, because they they have the tradition what some people call cowboy style barbecue Um, but all of the meats are held in these in these warming boxes they're cooked in direct heat for one thing which means that the coals are placed directly under the meat they're not offset to the side so in some ways that's not smoking Um, however and and i know it's been repeated ad nauseum elsewhere too but the the meat the fat as it drips off drips onto the hot coals it sizzles that comes up and helps season the meat it's it's really a good it's a good way to cook especially pork products um, they they are they have these giant display uh, pits that you open up and you actually point at which one you want uh, which is a unique experience and then they have a giant vat of dipping sauce so it's a thin barbecue sauce that they ask you if you want to dip it in yep. and they will dip your entire meat item however big it is whatever you get if you buy a pound of brisket before they slice it individually, they dunk that sucker into the into the sauce if you want it. If you want a pork chop dunked in the sauce, you can. Uh, but it, it, it's a place that you should visit because there's not a lot of, of restaurants that have that style. And they do have multiple locations now owned by the Wooten family. Um, they, they're opening one up in Houston in Katy, Texas was the big news recently. Yeah. And it'll be that same style um, where they burn the wood down to coals. They put the coals directly underneath. They'll have the warming pits. It'll be a neat. It's a neat place to visit. It really is unique. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, let, let's. This is a place that we, we weren't sure where to put it in terms of classics on the list. Um, Bodacious Barbecue, the original one on Moberly in Longview, is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Original location was opened in 1968 by Roland Lindsay. Um, Bodacious has since opened you know numerous locations in and around the East Texas area. But the original location was open in 1968. And it, Roland is, is very important to barbecue in East Texas. Extremely. Um, and, and he will be on it. We have him recorded for an episode coming up as well, so make sure you dial into that. Uh, but it is, it is uh, very... You know, this, there has to be an asterisk on this, though, um, because even though Bodacious is a chain, um, the Moberly location was closed for some time and then reopened. So we can't, it's like we have to talk about them because right. they're great barbecue. Oh, and it's great yes. barbecue. And, and so it's important, and their, their place in East Texas barbecue history is important as well. Absolutely. So, yes, Bodacious Barbecue on Marbley originally opened in 1968 um so that you know obviously they're number four on the texas monthly list they've been on our show we love those guys awesome barbecue um let's go as far down south as we possibly can to still be in the united states let's go to brownsville hey i've been to brownsville i've been to brownsville as well i've also been to veras i've been to veras as well with you yes how about that opened in 1955 down there and back on the same day i believe yes we did it was a 600 mile round trip oh something like that i think it might have been more (laughs) either way it was a lot of miles it was a long trip and it was worth it because Uh, there is again when you talk about uniqueness um veras is extremely unique for a couple of reasons yes when when we say there's nothing like veras there's a reason for that um 
So South Texas, you know, being close to the border of Mexico, there's a heavy Mexican population in a lot of those towns. They call it, if you're not familiar with this area of Texas, a lot of people refer to it as the valley or the Rio Grande Valley because of the Rio Grande River that borders Texas and Mexico. Um, it was famous for barbacoa cooking, which is whole cow skulls. They would dig a hole in the ground, place the cow skull in it, um, or it was lined with hot coals. The whole cow skull would be held in it, wrapped in some, sometimes leaves. Um, the pit would be completely sealed up until everything was cooked. Covered, covered with, um, in this case, it's covered with a, a piece of metal and then dirt, but covered with dirt and then cooked overnight that way. Right, and, and, and in often, time, often cases, not even seasoned. It was just cooked in there on the coals. Um, a, anyway, uh, with the advancements of health departments and things like that, the health department doesn't let you cook like that anymore. They will not let you dig a hole in the ground, stick a piece of meat in and cook it anymore. But Vera's has been around so long, since 1955, they are grandfathered in, and they are, to, to our knowledge, they are the last remaining joint that is allowed to cook this way. So if and when this place ever closes, that part of barbecue history is gone. And so it's so to us, it has a really special and important place in that region's history. And it's been owned by the same family, the, the, the Vera family, um, since its inception. Mondo Vera owns it and operates it now. Um, they, they are open super early in the morning. I think they open at like 5 o'clock in the morning, yeah. um, serving tacos and carnitas. And, uh, and the carnitas uh, and, and the barbacoa were great when we yes. went. Uh, you know, it's the same same kind of thing as a lot of these meat markets. They specialize in certain things, and brisket's not always one of them, and that's okay. Um, I promise that there's plenty of meat out there. That's, yeah, uh, we that's really enjoyed the visit brisket. there. Uh, you know, we do eventually want to get back down there. It is a far trip, but we do want to get down there, uh, you know, sooner rather than later because it is. It was a really good. It was a really cool thing to see. And yeah, we were able to talk to Mondo, and he took us back and showed us the pit. Right, uh, and then which it, is literally it, a pit. Right, it, like it, he said, it's a hole in the ground. It was one of our earlier episodes. If you go back and look, I, I believe it's like some reference something as like the, our South Texas barbecue trip. If you go back and listen to that, we do have some clips with Mondo on the show. Um, so yeah, go, go back and give those a listen. Um, we we like we really enjoyed the visit to Vera's. Uh, we do want to get back, and it's like I said, it's the last of its kind for sure. All right, looking at our list, I think um, we're, we're winding down. We're winding down. Let's talk about Martin's place. So yeah, it's another one that people don't uh, go to often. I I certainly don't see it on Instagram. Um, if you go to brisket camp or barbecue camp, sometimes you do get to be taken to Martin's Place and there's a reason why it's important. It's a lot like in some ways to the to Taylor Cafe. Um, the building has been there uh, for quite some time and yeah, the, originally opened in 1925 and they've been in their current building since 1939. Yeah, and, and it's it's um, about as classic as you can get when you think about just a, a restaurant style. It's got that horseshoe counter and I, I'll send a, we'll have a picture up so you can see that. And, and again, it, it, a little bit unfortunately, it, it was segregated at one point as well. But it's it's wonderful to sit at these counters and the, the, the countertop is actually literally worn away from usage. And I, I just don't think these places are going to be around forever. And you know, especially with the way different ways barbecue is going and kind of just how hipster some of the barbecue has come. And it's important to go visit these places. Martin's Place is one of those that you should. It's in Bryan, Texas. Just around the corner from Houston and not too far from Austin. Yeah. Um, the final one that we have on our list is uh, Sonny Bryan's in Dallas. So- and Sonny Bryan's uh, um, has been there in that, that original location since 1958. Um, it's a tiny, tiny little place. 
Um, and they have the, I know the little school desks are one of the iconic pictures that you get out of there. But um, one unique thing about this place, they have recently, well, I don't know, it's been a couple of years, but they're open 24 hours a day. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, Sonny Bryan opened and operated the joint up until he, he got very sick um, and, and eventually sold to investors right before he passed. Um, the investors have since franchised it, and there have been multiple locations. But you should you should definitely go check out the original location uh, of Sonny Bryan's. And so you know that that kind of concludes our list, Brian. We've had a uh, you know we, we try to come up as many as we could, um, just kind of talking it out and then going around looking at a Texas map and just saying like, oh yeah, there's this place over here and that place over there, and just trying to figure out you know how many places we could talk about again. I'm sure we didn't get to all of them, and there are probably people that listen to this episode. How did you guys not mention this, or how did you guys not mention that? Let us know. Uh, you yeah, know. we have a challenge to our two listeners. Um, if you're listening, no, seriously, on on whether we tweet it or whether we Instagram it, wherever you find it, tell us what your favorite classic barbecue joint is, and tell us if we missed any. But yeah. we're really interested. Everybody needs to go. Every one of these places that we talked about. You need to go see if you're a barbecue fan. You really do. Um, you know, there's. It's great for to see the big famous ones on the top 50, and that's all fine and dandy, and have some really fancy barbecue at some of the newer places. And of course, we do that. But get out there and get to these classic joints and experience Texas history. Right. Tell us which ones are your favorite, and tell us which which ones did we miss. Yeah. I mean, you never know how much longer these places are going to be here. I mean, we hope every one of these places is open for another 50 years. But we know that's not realistic. Some of these I hope places... I'm around for another 50 years, but that's also not realistic. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not, not the way we eat. <laughs> but obviously, you know, we, we, we joke, but we, we do have a very soft spot in our clogged hearts for these places. We, we've, we've gone to most of them. The couple we haven't gone to, we're going to make a point to go to. But uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope uh, you please get back to us and let us know, you know, what some of your favorite places are. And if there's any place we missed, let us know. We'll, uh, you know, when we do a future episode, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it and let you, you know, and, and give full credit to, to anyone that points out any places that have that history that we missed. And we want to make sure to, to spread the word about these classic joints. So we thank you guys for listening, and we will talk at you next time. Get out on the barbecue trail.